The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Luke Bryan, we're giving away Luke Bryan tickets all week, and we'll tell you how momentarily, but Luke Bryan and Tracy Chapman performing together, Luke Fast Combs. Car. Luke Combs. I'm sorry, Luke Combs. But to me, that was the highlight of the night. She looks exactly like she's supposed to look this many years But later. it's bizarre because it's a really depressing, sad song. Yeah. But she's so happy, and he's so happy because they're performing together on the Grammy stage, and it sounds great, and everybody's going nuts. And like I said, when you listen to the lyrics and read the lyrics yeah, of that yeah, song, don't, 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 don't think too it's deep. beyond depressing. The Luke Bryan tickets we are giving away. Luke Combs, of course, performing last night at the Grammys. And I think I just heard now, Matt Edgar was telling me, I think the song was going to hit number one this week. Well, I'm not surprised. And it was number one when he did it. Remember, there was a BTG moment when I said she made over $600,000 because Luke Combs recorded it. Yep. And it wasn't even going to be on his album. He just says in 1988 in his dad's pickup truck, before he knew anything about music, he heard that song and he said, well, I don't even know what favorite song means, but that's my favorite song. And boy, if you're going to show up, and I'm not saying she showed up for the check, but can you imagine you go 36 years later, what's this check for $600,000? Did you see for? the smile on her face as she was out there performing well, and got, at the beginning of the song yeah, and the got cr- that round of applause? She, she did not think that was coming. She was oh, very, very oh. happy and, and very moved by the way the audience greeted her. Do you think she has a record deal right now? Maybe today she does, but do you think she had a record deal four months ago? Um, I don't think so. I, I don't know. I don't Maybe think on so. an independent label? I don't somewhere? know. She, I think she was selling CDs out of the back of the trunk. I don't even know if she was touring. Good for her in a lot of ways. Very talented. Um, so that was, to me, uh, the highlight. But uh, like I said, speaking of Luke Bryan, he is going to be coming to Truist Park on August the 17th. He's Leesburg, Georgia's own. And uh, joining Luke will be Bailey Zimmerman and more to be announced. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Let's give away a pair right now to caller number four at 404-231-1680. Nice it's, it's good to see you on a Monday. You're in that kind of mood to just give stuff away. I'm very magnanimous uh-huh. here on a Monday. Brian Snicker, you're going to hear the conversation he had with oh, Chris yeah. Domino coming up around 1220. Right now, let's go on campus. Shall we? Maybe. The college football voice of the South is going on campus. Presented by Subaru of Gwinnett on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Or shop online at SubaruofGwinnett.com. So Tyke Smith was the American team's MVP in the Senior Bowl over the weekend. He broke up three passes. Marcus Rosemey Jack Saint caught a 29-yard touchdown pass from a guy who seemingly all of a sudden now, based on this game, is rising up draft boards. I guess? Yeah, go ahead. Wasn't he the game MVP? Uh, he was, Spencer, Spencer Rattler. Rattler. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, do, what do you want me to do with it? I know that I know what the hype was coming out of high school. I know what the hype was in the you know, beginning of his college career, and it was let, let him take over the SEC, and then that didn't really happen for South Carolina. But 
If you have talent, what is it they say? They'll come find you. And maybe you just needed a, a different audience. Yeah, I mean, the talent is there. You saw it for a while against Georgia, 404, 65 yards. And I guess the Steelers, they're saying, are one of the teams that's very interested, very intrigued. Arthur Smith can't wait to get his hands on him. By huh? Spencer Rattler. Lad McConkie caught one pass for 15 yards. Javon Bullard had four tackles. Dejon Edwards did not carry the ball, but they voted. The teams did during the week, and they voted Lad McConkey, the top wide receiver. Javon Bullard was voted the top safety for Team America. Come here, you little kid. Yeah. Come here, Lad. Take Come this here. trophy. Give him a noogie. Here you go. Take this trophy. Um, this just came in. Missouri received an anonymous donation for $62 million. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. $50 million is earmarked to upgrade Memorial Stadium at Missouri. That's a very strange number, 62 million, is it not? There's got to be a connection as to why this person chose 62. Let's figure this out. Yeah, try to connect the dots. I'm not going to. I have other things to do. 62 million, that's a nice bump. Anonymously, that means you don't usually get something named after you. That's a donation. And you don't need something named after you after you kick in $62 million. You know the, the college my brother went to, Glassboro State? You know what it's called now? Uh, Rowan College, Rowan, right? They guy, played Mount Union a couple of times yeah. in the playoffs. Division three school. One guy years ago. I think you can look this up. He cut a $100 million check. You know what his last name was? Rowan. Got the whole school named after him. You do that at a small school, yeah. I mean, that's it's going to happen. Um, we're thinking about a chemistry building for you. No, no, no. I would like the whole thing. Rowan College. It's got a nice ring to it. And I guess I, I would imagine if you make a donation like that, like your kids can all go to school for free. I would imagine. Uh, get it in writing. Get it in writing. I'm going to tell you, I know somebody who's not very happy with the school and state. He's donated a lot of money. He said, I didn't think my kid was going to get special treatment. I just thought my kid's consideration might be, you know, the paperwork might have been a little bit higher in the pile. Gotcha. So you thought, or he thought, yeah. based on what he told you, this yeah. person, yeah. that it would be easier for his child to get in. Like, you know what? It wouldn't be quite as challenging. I'm, I'm going to tell you how he quoted me. He said, I wish my child, as a student, got in like an athlete. He said, which, by the way, she would have gotten in if she was an athlete. I'll just leave it at that. Let's just say the check ain't coming in. Can't be Chipper Jones. He doesn't have girls. No, 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 God. It's not him. I don't think Chipper Jones wants to buy his... I, I, don't, I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't think so. It was not him. I promise you that. Michael Penix opted not to play in the Senior Bowl. Last second, he decides not to go. And speaking of the school he went to at Washington, Steve Belichick, who was on his dad Bill's staff in New England, is now the defensive coordinator there. You know who the offensive coordinator is at Washington? Is Brennan it Carroll. Oh, another Nepo kid? Uh, the son of Pete Carroll. Interesting. Okay. Again, you just lost a pretty good coach. You're, you're entering new territory if you're Washington. You know what I read this morning? Uh, no, it might have been last night. I saw the headline, Washington, and I was thinking, Commanders? Belichick's going to the Commanders? Junior? No, and then I realized, oh, it's the this will be in the on-campus segment, not the red zone segment. And other guys rising up in the draft ranks that played in the Senior Bowl, Bo Nix. He throws a touchdown, 4 of 5, 21 yards. The draft guru in his latest mock, Matt Miller. As Nick's going 12 overall to the Denver Broncos. Would you take him at 8? I wouldn't. You wouldn't? There's something about him that I find. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Don't at me. It's just yeah. my opinion. Listen, you're going to be half right, half wrong, right. no matter what you say. There's, there's just something. Going back to his days at Auburn, okay. there's something about him that I find off-putting. So 
maturing, finding, you know, finding himself. It's better that he does it elsewhere. I okay. cannot roll the dice right. with Bo Nix. What if Zach Robinson says? I can take him. Well, then Zach, we trust, right? I hope. He's done nothing wrong to me. Nope. I'll keep, listen, this guy's talking about keeping receipts. I'll keep receipts, too. Today is a day of joy. Falcons are going to have a new head coach. Yes. It is. Yes. It's a day of joy. Today's a day to celebrate. And then, like I said, about eight games in, you get a pretty good feel for where things are going. What the hell is going on around here? I hope that's not the case. I hope it's hip, hip, hooray. There was another thing again. Here's the other one I got in trouble for is no more rise up. So they said this morning. Why did you get in trouble for that? I mean, it, trouble. Is, it is time to make a change. I, I don't have an issue with that. You know who's not saying rise up as a slogan? The Chiefs. 49ers. I, I just, and here's the other thing I heard. Somebody please tell me on the other, other side of the glass. Like, Brian Finneran says rise up, I guess, when he meets Falcons fans. And that's cool, like War Eagle, Roll Tide. That's our thing, too, when I see Finneran. Rise up. When we see each other, we're walking past one another. Is that a thing? Kind of our thing. Is that a thing for Falcons fans? If I have a Falcons t-shirt on and you have a Falcons t-shirt, and I know what happens with Roll Tide. I know what happens with War Eagle. Like at Ohio State, OH, and then you say I-O. Yeah, I'm not ever going to do that. that I'm seems, just telling you what happens. I, yeah, yeah, that seems stupid. That seems kind of stupid. Maybe it is. I'm just telling you. And by For the way. example, that happens. Saying go in front of something doesn't count. Like go dogs. I know that people say that to each other, but that's not even a thing. Go they dogs. Just, well, go they cat. just say go dogs. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. But I think that's bigger than rise up, isn't it? Yeah. Just, just think about what rise up says. That's my problem. You look at what Georgia has accomplished versus the Falcons. Right. Yeah. Especially as of late. To national championship games. Rise up to, uh, to what a crappy division. To hopefully breaking 500. Yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't feel right to me. So do what you want. Make it another campaign. Uh, the Senior Bowl also paid tribute to one of Mobile's own, Jimmy Buffett. They, I don't know if you noticed this. They had parrots on their helmets. That's charming. Parrot stickers. That's it's right there on the back of the helmet. That's charming. Okay. I don't really get it. You know what I also didn't get? I watched the Grammys last night. That In Memoriam segment. What a disaster. It seems to get, and it's not supposed to be upbeat. I understand that. But it seems to get progressively more awkward as the years go by. Does it not? Yeah, it's kind of simple. Find a nice song to play. Put people's pictures yeah, on I mean, it. should be. Ah, I got Stevie Wonder singing with Tony Bennett. Uh, uh, hey, man, I'm back. Like, he really sang with Tony Bennett. And then, I don't know, there's just other stuff going on. And then people with Jimmy... The reason I bring it up, Jimmy Buffett, people were like, there was no tribute. I did not tribute Jimmy Buffett more. So people get angry. No matter what. Just give them the same amount of time. Put their pictures up. Someone's going to be left out. They get applause, and some yeah. people get more applause. I get it. it was a, I'm telling you, it was three live songs. It was a mess. It was very, like I said, it was very awkward. The SEC and the Big Ten are flexing, as you said. They have joined forces on a new joint advisory group for presidents, chancellors, and ADs. They put out a news release on Friday because they're saying, look, we're going to give you some time to sort this NIL stuff out. But sooner or later, and that day may come sooner, if you can't get your hands on this, we're going to have to take it into our own hands and leave the rest of you behind. Yeah, this is like this is like the Manhattan Project. They're going to get in bunkers and they're going to basically say, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. It's for the good of everybody. Whether it is or not, I, you, you decide. But this is the ultimate flex. This is not only who's in, but it's also who's out. More important. And I don't even know how many school how many schools are in the Big Ten and SEC combined. If I was going to give you a math problem, could you give me the right answer right now? Is it 32? I, I don't know. Is it? Is it 16 in each conference? Okay. Um, is it 16 in the Big Ten? Maybe it is. 
I don't know. With all those West Coast teams coming in. All right, so they're the Fantastic 32. You got to come up with some slogan. Oh, this is who we are. United. Norma Ray. Lekwalesa. All the great leaders who just say, we're going to rally around this. Do you know what? I got a quote. What recruiting rules would college football staffers change? And I quote, blow up the entire system. And that's signing days. That's yeah, non-signing do do that? days. You have to kind of rebuild it. Is it like, um, I don't know, basic training in the Army? We break you down to build you back up? Is that what they're going to do to college football? College athletics in general? What recruiting rules would college football staffers change? Blow up the entire system. I can talk to them 84 times if I choose. I can go shake their hand at a basketball game. I could buy them a car. Uh, you can sign any day you want. There's blowing it up. There's blowing it up. You just, you want us, we want you. But what you sign, you can't get out of your deal. For a year? A year. What if a coach moves before you play? Well, that's different. I know. If nothing changes, you are here for a year. You can't go anyplace. Unless, again, the coach leaves. You want to leave and go on vacation? The locker room and Sandals Resorts are sending five lucky listeners this week, five more, to go to one of their various destinations, including Sandals Duns River in Jamaica. You listen for the sounder, and then you be the fifth caller at 404-231-1680 during the locker room show, and you get the round-trip airfare. Now, I guess unlimited dining is also a part of it. You can eat six turkeys there. If you want to, and there ain't nobody that's going to stop you. Nobody whatsoever. It's usually breakfast. My wife's a two-plate breakfast person. Three plates sometimes if she wants to do a little balancing thing on her form. She loves her some breakfast. Now, you have to be 21 or older and a legal resident of Georgia to enter and win. Uh, Who are you more excited to hear from, Raheem Morris or the commissioner of the NFL? Um, much more excited to hear from Raheem Morris. Much more excited. Because from what I understand, everybody was sort of invited into that one, right? Yes. Roger Goodell's speaking today, and it shouldn't matter. It just doesn't feel like it will. Uh, that's supposed to come down by invitation only. It will tell you when and if he says something of any importance. Raheem Morris, you're going to hear that press conference live at 2 o'clock right here on The Fan. When we come back, he's getting ready to crank it up in Northport. Brian Snicker spoke with Chris Domino. That conversation is next. Here on your home of the Braves, it's the Fan 680 and 93.7 F. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. Chilini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM here on a 
Monday afternoon, Raheem Morris, the press conference at 2 o'clock at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. You'll hear that live right here on The Fan. If you didn't make it to Braves Fest a couple of weeks ago, 680 The Fan has you up-to-date audio, video interviews from players, coaches, and Alex Anthopoulos. Go to 680thefan.com slash BravesFest, tap the app, or... Search 680 The Fan on Amazon, Fire, Apple TV, and Roku. Brian Snicker's conversation with Chris Domino was a part of the Braves Fest. Here it is right now. Brian Snicker. I'm supposed to introduce you because I don't do that enough. During the, I never do it. <laughs> so they'll know at least now it's Brian Snicker. Okay. Uh, uh, how was the day Braves Fan Fest? Tell me about Oh, no, it's awesome. Um, just to see, uh, you know, the outpouring of the, the how many people are here with, you know, it's not the greatest no, day out there, that's for sure, but... You know, it, it's, um, it's, it's, um, you know, what Braves country is. It's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. And, and, and I told them all the other day, you know, that these guys appreciate it. When you were, you're a minor league guy, your coach, they, this didn't happen. None of this was going on. This was, it wasn't about social media and it wasn't about all that stuff. We've talked about being old school, but but you do embrace the idea that fans are given more of an opportunity than ever before to be in and around their baseball team. Right. There's no downside to that. No, there isn't. It's it's great. Um, it, you know, it just that helps energize the place. I yeah. think when they know they are a part of it, it's an investment. Yeah. You feel like it's and, an investment. And our guy, you know, our fans or our fan base. I say it cuts a big swath across the southeast United States, and then we, and we see that everywhere we go. The you know how the our fans travel and and the um, the support that we have on the road is unbelievable. Now, I'm, does the game have as many personnel? It's funny when you I get a chance to sit down and talk. Charlie Morton and Spencer Strider, then Michael Harris, and they all have their own. You know, meeting Jared Kelnick now for the first time. Does the game have as much personality as it used to? Oh, God, probably more. It does. Oh, absolutely okay. more, I think. It's not so stoic, and okay. the guys aren't just, you know, nose to the grindstone. Then they're just so much more. And these guys, you know, they grow up in a different – they're growing up in a different era. Yeah. They've grown up playing in these stadiums and international baseball. And, um, you know, the third deck – isn't as much a thing, I don't think, as it used to be. Uh-huh. And um, but the, you know, and the players, this this generation that they're growing up, it is different. Every generation's different. How they're grown up and how they're raised and the experiences they have, the information that the they they have now is unbelievable. The idea that we see a lot of guys twenty one, twenty two, and it used to be there used to be a, a more natural progression. If you're a pitcher at twenty five and you're not up in the bigs, people go, "Whoa, whoa, what's wrong with you?" It didn't used to be that way. No, I mean that was kind of the norm. It, yeah, and I used to talk and. I've talked to Alex about this. I remember, you know, the late, great Paul Snyder talking about 300 innings and 1,200 at-bats for guys before they're ready to come up here. And now it's, I said, I looked at A.J. Smith-Sharver last year. I gave him the ball, and he had like 98 pro innings. Something, it's, that's, the game is totally different now. Do you think there's be. more pressure on these guys, or is there, um, uh, like, is it a business sooner for them in the minor leagues? It, you, look, I'm not telling you old dorm. And, and and I know you know that stadium, and you quite honestly know that life. Yeah. Um, but is do you have to be a little bit more focused because there's a chance you're going up sooner instead of oh, later? Oh no, it's it's they're going to get here sooner than later. That's yeah. I told um, Waldrop last year when he came in here to sign his contract. I said, "Well, I'll see you, in, you know, soon." I said, "We don't percolate <laughs> them long around here, that's for sure." <laughs> you know, um, and they they are they're getting here sooner. There's that's no doubt. It's industry wide. It's not 
us. It's everybody in the game. I mean, these guys are, you know, they're young big leaguers, and and they're they are. You know what? They are more advanced. They're they're more. They're by saying I think just with the um, information that they have, the the instruction. Um, they're they're more advanced than guys used to be. I think probably there were more multi-sport guys years and years ago. Yeah. Um, but these guys now, I mean, they came up, you know, this kid over here, Michael Harris, came up with, lim- you know, limited bed bats in the minor leagues. But you know what? He was ready for it. Would you trade your minor league time? So Mark DeRosa and I have had a conversation where when you're in the minor leagues, I got to get out. I got to get out. I got to get out of here. I got to get up. I got to get up. Then when you talk to guys, you no, know, it's usually guys who've had a little bit of major league. Hey, they get a chance to look back. They made it. They look back at the minor leagues really a little bit differently, and they say, oh, I, I kind of enjoyed it more than yeah. they look back and think that they, I, I think about it now, and I, I think much highly of it, much more highly of it yeah. than when I was in it. Well, I, I think so. As, as they, You know what, after they experience and they become seasoned major leaguers, they look back and probably had more fun than they thought they did. Right. And, the, and you know what it's about? It's about the relationships. I mean, uh, you know, these, I just, I tell guys, I said, I've, you know, got still get Christmas cards from guys I played with, and you know, you know, forty some plus yeah. years ago. I mean, and the relationships is what this whole thing is about. And um, so, I and I think when they look back on that, they do have fond memories of it. As you know, it, it's when you go back the bus rides, the yeah. living check to yeah. check, the you know, putting everything in a crock pot so you got something to eat when you get home. And you know, now they're fed and everywhere and all that. And you know, you look back on that, and it wasn't a bad thing. You know what I mean? It was kind of a, a nurturing, good thing that they experienced. You had to learn how to sort of take care of yourself a little bit. Oh, absolutely. And there's a street sense and a savvy that comes with that. Absolutely. That you, by the way, that you hope players have. You want their yeah. baseball IQ to be high, but you also want some. You have to have a little bit of failure. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the, this game's based on is failure, and and um, you know what? That's and I used to tell teams in the minor leagues, it's like the more we screw up, the better we're going to get. Because you know what, we're going to talk about it, and we're all going to get better because we did mess up, you know. And that's how you get better. And um, so, you know what, there's there's a lot of good in that experience that they go through in the minor leagues. Tell me about getting a couple of guys real quick, uh, Jared Kelnick. Yeah. What do you? Because you guys were really. I believe you when you tell me that that guy fits us. Yeah. So if you tell me right now, Jared Kelnick fits us. I'm going to believe he fits you. I, I'm really excited about getting this kid into camp. And because, and you know, and I told Alex when we, and I told him yesterday, first time I met him, I said, you know, it's kind of special because I said, Alex didn't do business in the winter meetings. And I got to, you know, I got to uh, Nashville and all of a sudden you're on the board. You know, he made a deal. And, um, and it, you know, everybody I, saw, I ran into in Nashville, they couldn't talk, stop telling me about how, you know, the tools and, and what the kid is. And, and, um, and he's young. He's a young tool player i told him i'll take those guys every day of the week and i think the situation that we're going to put him in in our clubhouse with a lot of young established major leagues going to be really good for this kid we don't need him to carry us we don't need him to do anything more than what he can do and and who he is and i think it's going to be a great situation for him to come in and be around ozzy albies and austin riley and matt olson and pierce and it's yeah you know yes yeah, do you do you believe in the change of scenery thing? For absolutely, guys? no, I and absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a a big deal. 
You know, this game is very mental. And I think for a kid to come in and be as excited as he is, and, you know, he came in early this week, and he's been hitting with Matt and some of them guys, and they're already, you know, it's like, oh, my, because I said, what do you think? You know, and they've been very, you know, very impressed. He sat down, he was honest. He said, you know, you're 21, people say you're supposed to be this and supposed to be that, and then all of a sudden you're not. And then you do start to hear things that you you convinced yourself, I'm not going to listen to outside noise. You can't help it. No, can't. We're human. You know, and and we're, you know what? We don't need this kid to come in and hit third. We have a three, four, five, six, seven hitter. You know, I mean, you hit down. I said he can hit, he can hit down low. And Michael Harris, go, yeah, go look what Michael Harris did. Michael had a pretty good year hitting ninth. You know, and you know you got Ronald Acuna sitting there behind you. They're going to throw to you. Know, they're going to pitch to you. You know, so um, you know, yeah. So I think it's going to be a great situation for him. What about some of the? You got some biggins. Yeah, in the bullpen. No, good Lord, it, you got throwers. Yeah, no, it's it's. I think we've done a really good job of adding velocity, which is as we see in playoffs, is that plays, and um, you know, because the runs are hard to come by. So yeah. try, you know, hopefully you can keep the other guys from scoring to give yourself a chance to get something going. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I said I think our bullpen was really really good last year. I think we're you know today we're better today than we were when we left. And you have two catchers in terms of incorporating guys finding out about their stuff, smart enough where. Spring training, they will be able to know oh, no. what these it's, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Are. That they'll figure that out. You know, it's going to be good for Murph coming in now. You know, with Second a year, year under his belt, yep. holding them guys. So it, I know, um, I met up with him. I know when we were because he, he lives in Nashville. When we were at the the winter meetings, mm-hmm. we had lunch, um, and you know, he's excited about. I think just coming in here now as a one of our guys. Matt Olson said it today. You know, Matt Olson said. Murph is going to realize what I realized last year. Yeah. The second year is easier. Yeah. No, it's, you know, he's in, you know, in our league, our division, the whole thing, facing pitching, um, just, you know, being around our pitchers and then them knowing him as much as him knowing them, you know. So we're, we're very strong again this year as we have been with that the catching tandems that we had with the experienced guys that we've had has been awesome. Let me finish up with, there are days, does, does your body tell you how old you are? Yeah. Okay. Every day when I wake up. Every day. Yeah. So what? What's your response? My like, well, like, what do you tell yourself? I make a lot of weird noises. Okay. <laughs> what time of the day does it get a little bit better? Well, I, I got to get up and get moving. You know, uh-huh. get my coffee and and get going. But well, the I, reason I ask is because, do you believe baseball has kept you younger? Yeah. Absolutely. Then you would be without it. Absolutely. Um, you know, being around these guys, I said it's better than retiring because it's, it's like being around these guys, being outside, staying active. Um, it's just it's fun to be. You know what? When you're around young people, that there's there's no harm that's going to come from that. And we got a great group of guys to be around. And they're a lot of fun. And I'm still learning from them. And the, and the idea that you don't know what might happen tonight. That sort of keeps you mentally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, every day is a new day in this game. And, you ne- you know, I always tell them you're never guaranteed tomorrow. That's why you go to, you know, you get after today like there's no other. There's a limited amount of times, but how we're doing today is just. No, I know. it's <laughs> Because to me, that I like, I, I'm, I'm 61 years old. Every once in a while, I sort of think I need that moment of. I, I want to argue with somebody. Yeah. Oh, I mean. I think it, it just wakes you up a little bit. It. it I I remember I had a little thing um, kind of late in the year or whatever, and I remember telling Walt, it's like, dang, I didn't know I had that still. I had that in me. You know, how, it, I guys say it did. It felt kind of good. It, it fe- that's what I mean. Yeah. Like you're around grandchildren now. feels good. You're around yeah. young players. feels good. But every once in a while you go, 
I, I, you know, I need to tell somebody something. I know, exactly. No, I feel that, every, you know, every now and then. It's it's not as much as it used to be. You know, I signed, I signed some some pictures today, and I told him, I said, that's when Bobby tied the record. You know, I, I've, I've seen, seen that picture. The, the, me I've seen and Mac and right. Chad Fairchild and Bobby. And I got it. I got it hanging in my, in my, at my home, you know, and it kills me that I didn't have Bobby sign it. Yeah. You know, um, but... Uh, you know, but it, yeah, it is. But the game can't keep you young. Oh, no, absolutely. absolutely. So do you think about, like, of course you think about it. What would keep you coming back? Like, do you do, are you on a year-to-year, like, in your mind? Yeah, you yeah, I, yeah, a little bit. I just, how I feel, I think, and mentally and, um, you know, they, they, and I'll, I won't lie to you, the travel gets harder and harder, you know, to, to do that and, um and there are things I, I think I don't want to miss. You know, yeah. like I missed everything with my kids, and I really don't want to miss the grandkids' um, stuff. So, you know what, I'll just I'm gonna stay in the moment and the day and, and just, you know, live for today. But I also think that, you like, we have Charlie Morton, and we've talked about it. He's been open about it. I just don't think you want to be sitting on a couch in May going, damn. I know. I had That's, another year on me. I know, well, y'all remember Bobby told me that his last year. He goes, God, if I knew I was going to feel this good, I wouldn't have, you know, right. I'd have kept going. Well, listen, he could have. I mean, yeah, you I know, and I know yeah. that there were people who would have I, I, yeah, would have hired him. I and know. I know for a fact a couple of people would have hired him in a minute. Yeah, there were, there were a couple of teams I thought maybe that he would. There was a couple that he I, yeah. maybe would have got off the couch for. I know. You know, I, some I, of the institutions. But I, but I also think that he thought he was, he's, I said I was done, so I'm going to be done. Yeah. But I know that, like Chipper, um, well, the phone the phone will ring. Yeah. It's just a matter of do you really want to no, answer no. it and talk to them? Yeah, Pretty exactly. Cool. Were you a little bit surprised he didn't come back? Um, a little bit, maybe, because I, I thought there were a couple, you know, the, I think the, if the right team would have called, that, <laughs> that you know, there's a couple of them I know that I, I, I think he might have got off the couch for. Yeah, I think I know a couple of the logos that they actually yeah. have on their, on their shirts. How's the family stuff? Uh you, did you did you do Hawaii? Again? Yeah, we did. We just got back last week. All right, how'd it, it go? Was, it was awesome again. I said a bad day there, the best thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> you know, and we had a ball. It was nice. Get to get away, um, and just uh, just the two of us, and and um, it, it's just that's that's just a magical place. Is that enough? Like, is that week or eight days or ten days enough? To say I don't need retirement because you're not going to do that every day in retirement. Like no, that's not a real thing. No, that's not a real thing. Right. I so mean, does that satisfy enough of yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it does. Um, it's just good because I've never done it before. I, I told Ronnie, I, I was like, if I'm going to keep working, we got to start taking some trips, you know. And um, so that the last two years has been really good. I don't know what, what you know. Obviously, we'll pick where yeah. we want to go next year. Yeah. I want to go somewhere. And yeah. I think it's a perfect time right after the holidays when we did in January like that. It was, um, it's a perfect time. And um, so we'll decide where we want to go next. How many seasons you've been, not a, how many seasons, how many years, not seasons? Were you an eight-year-old player, seven-year-old player? Seven-year-old. Seven-year-old I, I started, uh, I'm doing it, I'm 68 and I've been doing it every summer since I was seven. Were you, I'm 61, uh, Aracar Superette or Mario's Pizzeria. Were you a T-shirt? Was literally a T-shirt at first? It was. A, it, it was. was a, yeah, me. no, it was a T-shirt. Was I a, mean, the first time I got a uniform, I remember it was a travel team in Macon, Illinois, and I came home and I remember my aunt going, "God, you were so the 
proud of this bratty yeah. old uniform. And it wasn't even like, I don't even think, uh, when I was in high school, we all didn't have, we had different uniforms. When, you know, they'd buy two or three at a right. time. And there was a mixture. Um, and if, got, Jimmy, if Jimmy forgot to bring them back after his senior year, yeah. damn, we got to go get We got to go jersey. get another one. And they all, they all look different, you know. Do you remember the first time you had your own bat? Because that was another thing. We oh, had yeah. we had three bats in Little League. Like yeah. there were three bats that laid on the ground when I first started playing Little League. Three well, bats. We, you know what we would do? We'd go to the um, when I was in high school. We would go to the sporting goods store to get us out of school, you know, and we'd go and buy like two or three bats, wood oh. bats. Um, and and that was what you used, what and you, you used. carpet tacked them up if you broke them. That's it. And um, and I remember I had a we had a, a scout in our in on our little town from the Giants. His name was Swede Thompson, and he gave me a pro bat. You know, he was a professional scout, yeah. and it was a pro bat, and it, it was just a cherished thing, man. I was just so guarded about using it. I didn't want to break it. Then I was fighting the hell with it. I'm going to use it. And I broke it, and I carpet taxed it up and kept going. I'm telling you. Were you – I hate to do this. Watch this. Did you play with aluminum in high school, or did you just miss that? No, man, we I, we were all wood. Yeah. That's what I say. We'd go to the— Because I was aluminum, yeah. so I figured it was— You know what? My first—it was an Adirondack aluminum bat when I was in uh, junior college. Okay. It was the first time I used it. Did it feel like a weapon? Yeah. Yeah. No, it did. It's like, it was weird. man, I'm strong. Yeah. I'm much stronger than I was yesterday. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Well, listen, I know that you have things. Are you done for the day? I'm done. This is your last my last thing. All right, good. What's going to go on before you get to spring? Um, like what do you, you have a couple of weeks, but what do you? Yeah, no, it's this week's full. We're doing some Zoom meetings with players. Okay. Um, Alex, Organizationally? Organizational type things. I, I mean, it's the calendar's full. Um, and we're going to we're gonna leave, you know, 1st of February. I like to get down there four or five I days do. where I can just relax before yeah. we get going. Because yeah. once we get going, it's game on for seven months, eight months. It know? is interesting, though. Do you, what do you do at night? Like, I know that do you, you go to dinner sometimes with um, staff. Yeah, but we go um, to dinner sometimes. We could do a lot. You know, we cook in a lot. I'm sleep early. Yeah. I mean, I'm by 8, 8.30. I used to tell my wife, you know, when before she started coming, it's like, if you call after 8.30, if I answer, I'll probably not remember. <laughs> Because I'll be sound asleep when I'm talking to you. Think about how different it was 40 years ago. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not. Um, you know what? 40 years ago, God, was what? 20, well, you were at 28. I'd go out and try and spend every dollar of the meal money. Yeah. We used to get all these big sacks of money. You don't even, <laughs> we don't even get money now. They, nope. they, um, you know, they put it in a, an account or whatever. So, I, I mean, I look it up and I pull that account up sometimes and I'm thinking, holy cow, I got a lot of money. I can pay for this trip with all this meal do, money. Do you I, think you spent more money on, and I'm not, again, not in your business, eating or drinking in the minors? Did you spend more of your meal money eating or drinking? Uh, man, I'd, I'd probably eating. Not you know, because we, we had the money, so we went out and we ate good. It was fun to go out and eat. You know, so like I said, the only time I feel like I got money is spring training. Yeah, when I got cash, you know. <laughs> and so, but you know, we'd go out and have nice dinners. Low miners, though, were you? Did you find the bars that sold the twenty-five cent eight ounce beers? Like, were you? Did you know that where those yeah. places were? In the minors? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. And did we, you, you know not? what? We always went to a buffet. So you oh, get no more, doubt. you know, the $3.25 no buffets. We, You know, you were all those were. But I grew up in a neighborhood. Like, I grew up in a, in a family where the 8-ounce yeah. glass, the, the 25 cent eight-ounce beer was... I the, still have some of those. My yeah. dad was a Pabst Blue Ribbon salesman. No way. So I got some Pabst Blue Ribbon eight-ounce beer glasses. glasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, I used to go with my buddies. We'd put change on the bar. We had, we had bartenders who had magic fingers. They could 
two dimes and a nickel. Yeah. Five nickels. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, oh, my God, look at this. Because they had done it so often, but that's what it was. It was yeah. put your change on a bar when you didn't have a lot of money. I know. I remember that. Yeah. I used to deliver beer. And when in my off-season job, How am I just learning we're, this working, we're working for Pabst Blue Ribbon. The, the guy that owned the, the distributorship introduced my mom and dad because he, he, you know, he worked for Pabst at the time. So I, you know, I used to, I would be, I was underage, but I'd deliver the beer. And back then it was like you delivered the beer and you had a beer. I don't know how many oh, times I go yeah. to American Legion baseball practice. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just need to know this. The distributor, distributors have done really well for me. If you had a good distributor, oh, no, you, yeah. you did really well for yeah. yourself. Yep, yep. It was, so, so did you have like Pap Steins, like all the stuff that you used to get? Yes. Where yeah. they'd just say, here, Merry Christmas. They'd hand it to your father and oh, Merry no, Christmas. Yeah. And no, I think because after he worked for Paps, then he worked for Jim Beam. He was the Illinois State manager for Jim Beam for 25 years. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, so we, you know, we had all the the Jim Beam bottles. Yeah, you know the specialty oh, yeah. bottle. They were a big deal back then, and we, you know, when you can do that. So I'm a Paps guy. Like guys at work know this. Yeah. Two peanut butter and jelly sandwich, two toasted peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and a Paps. <laughs> I'm not lying. I have done that. <laughs> I've done it 20 times in 2023. Yeah, I haven't done it yet in 2024, but I love late at night. Yeah. I have paps in my refrigerator all the time. No, I know. That was, that's, you know, was it. And my, my uncles would come over and buy a six-pack from my dad. You know, my dad have a, you know, the stacks of them in the garage, and they, you know, get their beer from him. We got, so in Staten Island, Schlitz, Rheingold, Schaefer, they used to deliver beers like sodas. They would they were in the, yeah, in the that, plastic cases. Yeah. And plastic or the wood crates. cases, even. So we had plastic, <laughs> yeah. but, but they would bring them right to your front door. Yeah. We had beer delivered to our house. Yeah, just like the milkman put just, it in the milk that's box. Exa- that's exactly it. Schlitz, yeah. Schaefer, Rheingold were actually yeah. the big ones up in the no, north. We, everybody, we had the insulated like milk yep. thing where they put the milk, you know, so the little funny. silver bucket thing. You know? <laughs> Open it up. There it is. We drink milk today. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Well, look, it's great to see you. All right. Always Please don't run you, buddy. Shit aloud. I sure will. Thanks right. a lot. Thanks, Nick. We'll Appreciate see you in a couple it. weeks. Okay, good. Appreciate it. There's Brian Snicker from Braves Fest with Chris Domino. Just when you thought you knew everything there was to know about yeah. Brian Snicker, you find out about the beer stories. Guy worked underground laying pipe, and he also delivered beer underage. And, and again, what was the rule? Deliver a beer, have a beer. That's right. That is old school sure in is. every sense of the word. We are going to be down there February the 19th, so two weeks from today as the Babes, as a full roster, will report on that day as well. It, it is interesting. Nice guys can win. You know, Leo DeRoche was mostly right, but nice guys can finish first. Brian Snickers got this part of his life figured out. Good for him. And he's very, very happy and satisfied, and he does have that World Series ring as well. Is he going to have Jesse Chavez this year? Probably not. He went on a podcast, MLB Network's Loud Outs, and said he does want to play another year. Obviously, he's not on the Braves roster. Kevin Pillar won't be a part of the Braves this year either. In case you missed the news on Friday, he signed a minor league deal with the Chicago White Sox. What about Ken Giles? Ken Giles is going to try to make a comeback with the Braves, and he's not really the fireballer no. that he once was. But like I said, he's going to make like $1.75 million if he if makes, he makes the team. I'll fall prey to it. I, oh, I saw, high reward. I saw the 14-second video. You know what I said? Damn. Yeah, I saw it too. But like you said all the time, yeah. and you say about videos, you can make anybody look no good doubt. in these videos. Dave Roberts, they had whatever it is in Los Angeles, their yeah, yeah. version. Dodger Fest. <laughs> Fest. And uh, he said that it is going to be a situation where Mookie Betts will lead off. Freddie Freeman's going to uh-huh. hit second, and Shohei Otani is going to hit third. So that's going to be the top of the Dodgers lineup. And I believe Do what Mo- you will with that information. I believe Mookie Betts said, yeah, we'll be the bad guys. He said, someone's got to be the bad guys. We'll be the bad guys. We spent a lot of money. 
We're pretty good. We'll be the bad guys. As long as you embrace it. Yeah. Embrace your role of what you're going to be perceived as, and then we'll see if it pays off. The Hawks actually come out on the right end of history this weekend. We'll talk about that next here on Domino and Cellini, the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. Cellini, the fans, 680 and 93.7 FM, Monday afternoon edition. Thanks for taking the time to listen. You can listen all the time. You've got the fan app that is driven to you by Beaver Toyota of Coming. It's the X-Platform question of the day. Who's a villain that became a hero, real or fiction, as we honor the life and times of Carl Weathers passing away on Friday at the age of 76? Was he really a villain? I, didn't, I, didn't I, never, I can never consider Chubbs a villain. I never thought he was no, a villain. No, no, I'm talking about Apollo Creed. Oh. Initially, he was a villain, especially in Rocky, too, when he kept egging on Rocky and egging on Rocky. The man was promoting the fight. He had to get the fight. I understand. We'll hear from him and Tony coming up in a little bit because his manager, Tony. One of the great scenes ever. You know when you have good casting is when you just see a scene that's like a minute and a half and the guys are like looking at each other. That scene in Rocky, too. We'll play the cut. I don't know if we. But there's, there's that moment where you just go, oh, damn. These guys are this character. And he. He also talked about not being a boxer, but he studied studied Ali and a few other guys. He said, "I I am a fighter." It I is fascinating in. to watch the Rocky director's cut with yeah. John Abelson, the director, Stallone, Talia Shire, of course, Carl Weathers. That's where you get a lot of this information from. He said, "I never boxed in my life, but I wanted the part." So I said, "Of course, of course, I'm a boxer." You want you want to you want to relive it? You want chills? Now look, it might be a little bit too soon. It might bring a tear to my eye. If I had that capability, it could. Here it is. You think I beat him the last time? Do you? Hmm? You got the decision. Man, I won, but I didn't beat him. What are you afraid of, Tony? Honest? You're honest. He's all wrong for us, baby. I saw you beat that man. Like I never saw no man get beat before. And the man kept coming after you. And we don't need that kind of man in our life. I know what you're feeling. Let it go. And he had the second fight won. He was ahead on points, but he decided to try to knock him out. Tony warned him, don't try to punch with him late in that fight. Yeah, but he was afraid. People were going to say the same thing after one. He didn't win the fight. The fight was a fix. We're giving his children. You know who that was? Adonis Creed. That that 15th round was a very fast round. If you watch that movie again. Don't listen. 14th round was an eternity. That 15th round, not quite as long. I, I got to pull. We have another cut. This Carl Weathers 03 when it's the uh, 
It's the choreographing. And you know what's crazy? I think it's Larry Merchant because you only see the side of his head. I know it's Joe Garagiola. Joe Garagiola is talking to Stallone and Carl Weathers. That's Stallone and Carl Weathers choreographing this fight. Do you have the uh, here, oh, 03? Listen to this. Just studying film alone. Watching Ali, of course, and Lewis and Sugar Ray, and then watching some of the fighters that Sly was doing. That's what I was essentially doing, studying what he was going to be, what I had to be presented with in the ring, an idea that I had of him and how he manifested it, right? Had to be locked in my mind, so I began to think more and more and more like a fighter, try to walk like a fighter, move like a fighter, be a fighter. Listen, as, as, as we thank you and say goodbye and we slowly sink in the west, would you like to punch yourself right into the sunset, the two of you? It's Joe Garagiola. Yeah, yeah sure. Good shot, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's about three and a half minutes of punches that you know and the only ones left including one where he says i'm I'm about to break his ribs here's the sequence the only ones left from the first rocky talia shire and sly that's it damn no one else is left and stallone with a very nice tribute to carl weathers on friday afternoon this might not be related but that scene where he's talking about being promoted, th- that guy filled a suit. Like, Carl Weathers was ahead of his time in terms of his body. Ridiculously good-looking. I just saw a picture of Raheem Morris. Never seen a fighter more concerned about his hair. <laughs> the guy came in in a George Washington outfit, too. He did. Throwing coins into the Philadelphia crowd, which, which is a great character. A couple of few nicknames that all worked. I saw the picture of Raheem Morris arriving today. I got to be honest. He wins the suit game. And you'll hear his press conference live. It is. At 2 o'clock. He, he, he wins the suit game. I agree with Buck Blue. I have a chance, whatever winning a press conference is, and eventually it doesn't matter. But I think in terms of, I don't want to hear that a guy's an energy guy. He needs to be a football guy. But I think there's a chance Raheem Morris, for the people who are fence-sitting on this, he could win people over today. Uh, speaking of winning, the Hawks have won four in a row, and they won despite allowing Steph Curry to score 60 points on Saturday this is the first season in the history of the NBA that multiple players have scored 60-plus points in a loss. Carl Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, and now Steph Curry. Of course, last week they started the homestand yeah. by losing. They're 4-1 on the homestand. Their only loss is when they allowed 73 points to be scored by Luka Doncic. So now it's, wait, well, hold on. Yeah, this is what I talked about. Now you got the Clippers coming in tonight at 7.30. They played in Miami last night. They won in Miami last night. They've won 25 of 30 have the Clippers. Best stretch in that franchise's history. Yeah, but they played now last you win, night. You win this, and I'm telling you, that trade deadline is Thursday. Let's see if you make any moves. Add. Been saying this for a yeah, week and a half. As crazy Ed. as that sounds, maybe Ed, you do. Go. go. You like this bunch? Prove it. Prove to your fan base that you think this team can do something. I don't know what you have as commodity. I don't know what you could trade for. I don't want draft. I'm not talking draft picks. I don't want draft picks. I want a guy now that if you're going to keep those two guys together, 50 and 20, there's a capability of 50 and 20 coming out of your backcourt every night. Uh, Clint is going to be out for a while. Was at the game on Friday night when they beat Phoenix. Trey had 32 and 15 in that game last night. That was the answer, by the way, to the I'm not on the yeah. All-Star team. Last night he had 35. With five minutes left, the highlight of the game is when he stole the ball from Kevin Durant, goes the other way and knocks down a three to pretty much end that game. That made the score 121 to 111. That was pretty much the ball game. That night, Steph Curry told him, keep your head up. And Trey Young said after the win over the Warriors the other night that if somebody gets hurt, he is willing to go to the All-Star game as an injury replacement. More than willing to go. It's smart. I, I don't think you want to play the boycott game right now. You're 25 years old. you got a lot of time left. You were robbed. There's no way that you saw anything he did this weekend. And I don't even know if they were a highlight. 
You know, I don't, I don't know. Is ESPN even still running a bunch of NBA? I have no idea. Well, who it was saw. Steph Curry scoring sixty and then giving his jersey to Lindsay Lohan of all people, who's in town filming a which, movie, which after might the have game. been the strangest thing I've seen in ten years. So I think they may have run with it for that reason. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you that if you if you followed anything this weekend, if you're going to tell me Trey Young is not one of the what five six best guards in the in the in the East, well, he is. I mean, of course, he is. There's no question, he is. And what does, is Deshante Murray happy? Is his Somebody check his social media. Has he unwashed his washing of the Atlanta Hawks? Well, here's what I say. Now that you get removed from all-star consideration officially, if you're Trey Young and DeJounte Murray, you get together and say, now everybody's got to pay the price. I love that. This is how we get even. I Everybody pays. That. Now, you, certainly teams are going to score. That, that's going to happen. Yeah. Let's play a little defense. Oh, how, about, how about they make a pact amongst each other? Let's just make a pact. How about we play a little So, defense? for the most part, you're saying it should be like the modern-day defense in college football. If we can just like get, like, one or two key stops. Yeah, please. We're going to allow a bunch of points, but if we get one or two key stops, that could be good enough for us to win this game. You know game. what I would like? Because I kept saying the number is 121. Because there's a chance they're going to give up 120 as sure as I'm breathing. Sure. What if we take it down to 110, where we only have to score 111? So, case in point, what you're talking about, they allowed 134 in the overtime lo- overtime win over Golden State, 120 in the win over the Phoenix Suns. So that, that seems to be that line of demarcation. They need 121. They, but if they score a bunch of points, uh, they'll just outscore everybody. Yes. But that's where the league is right now. You're scoring 60-plus points, and it's still no guarantee that you're going to win the game. And Joel Embiid, I don't know if his injury is going to be longer instead of shorter. Is he done-done? Were they just cleaning something up? I mean, all they said is he is getting the MCL fixed and he is going to be a meniscus, I think, yeah. is what they said. So the MCL, and I think he's going to be out an indefinite amount of time. That's what they said. So is an I mean, indef- he might be done. I don't know. Right. Is an indefinite amount of time changing of the guard, perhaps, of what you think about the, Could be. the, the East? Look, this team hasn't been good all year. They've had moments. They've had really good moments lately. They can score. That's what they can do. Add a piece. Let's go. And we'll see what happens by Thursday. That is the trade deadline, February the 8th. Matt Ryan with some encouraging words for Falcons fans about the new head coach. We'll talk about that next. Raheem Morris, his press conference is live at 2 o'clock right here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to WadeFord.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at WadeFord.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer.